For Filthy Casuals, by Filthy Casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 109, recorded Sunday, February 21st. I'm your host David Holloway and with me is a man who threw out his bed and toilet to make room for more old consoles, gaming consoles that is. How are you Simon? Good. And how did you know that? I just guessed and I just want to know, can you shit in a Sega or are the Nintendos better? Uh, well... Probably you're better off with an Atari Jaguar with the Jaguar CD attachment. <laughs> that thing looks like a space toilet, so that's probably more appropriate. Nice. Um, our uh, other co-host, Mr. McJanet, Mr. Ben McJanet, is um, flouncing around North America. Uh, I've unconfirmed reports of both the US and Canada, so he's not back with us um, this weekend. So we have another legend of this podcast who's joined us at least 48 times. David Carr, a.k.a. Casmus. How are you, sir? Uh, good, thanks. Uh, do you keep count? How many times have we had you on? I think there's about five or six, yeah, maybe seven now. See? Good stuff. It's always good to have you. So um, we have got a lot to talk about. Uh, we'll start, as always, with what we're playing. Simon? I'm guessing lots of old console games. Well, just to make sure that everything's working, yes. So... Uh Ghost Recon 2 on the PlayStation 2. What the hell is this called? Moto... Moto Catheter? No, Moto, <laughs> Moto Racer. It's just a really bad font. Moto uh, Catheter could be a disturbing game idea. It, yeah, let's let's move on. Uh, and probably uh, I was going to... I have downloaded... The, the, uh, the division, but I haven't actually gotten around to playing it yet. I'm, I'm hoping to be persuaded as to why I should, and I think I might be. Uh, and also the Witness, the PlayStation 4 and PC. Well, it's not a play, play, blah, PlayStation 4 exclusive because it's also on the PC, but that is uh, that's a good game. It's a strange game. So what? Yeah, I was going to say, what sort of game is it? It's like a cross between Mist. Oh yeah. And the TV series Lost. Oh no, you told us about this, and I actually looked it up afterwards. Yeah, it's quite. Um, it is quite strange. So it's also a cross between a, that and the calculus exam. Yeah. So, still playing that. There's a lot to play, um, but not a lot to really say about it without completely ruining other people's experience. But yes, still playing that. I'd be interested how popular it is because I went to the stage of looking based on your recommendation. Looked at the trailer on the PS4 store, and the trailer actually put me off because I, I just have so little skill for cryptic anything. So I just didn't bother downloading it, but I know a lot of people love it. Well, that's the thing, though. It's not cryptic because you it takes it leads you through it. The, one of the, fir- one of the uh, early ones you get confronted with, yeah, it's got the, like... How can you put it? It's like, uh, say, three or four code languages in there. But the thing is, when you go around the island, you will actually start to... It'll take you by the hand and just get you to do it like a test panel so you can get the general sense of how something works. Okay. And then you'll start. it'll start stepping up the complexity and adding elements and twisting things around a bit. And it's one of those games, and everyone says this, but, so, but I'm going to repeat it anyway. Uh, it makes you feel stupid and really smart at the same time it's they've calculated the difficulty curve really well and you will walk away from it periodically and have to come back to it or do what i do which is just stare at it and think 
no, I'm not going to get this. I'm going to have to look at the wiki. Yeah. Haven't had to do that so far still. Okay. And But then some, I don't know what happens, something clicks, and I'd like to be able to make a more definitive statement as to the mental process that occurs there, but I'm as clueless about what, even though I've just I experienced it, I have no idea how to explain it. Uh, but you just sort of go, oh, hang on, if I... And there you go. Okay. Something that seemed completely insurmountable, and you just get it. Does the light bulb just turn on, does it? Yeah, it really does. And it's a weird experience. But if you can play the game without having to fall back on on cheats or or wikis or... You there? Yep. Keep going. Um, What do you want me to say? (laughs) You dropped out. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, at what point? Um, just when I went, hello, you there? Because there was dead dead air for about four or five seconds. That's weird. We uh, hate Skype. Are we all in agreement on that? Let's yeah. just keep rolling. We're not going to do anything. Yes. What the hell? Yes. Uh, so, yes, that was entirely scripted and in- intentional. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, so that's what I've been playing. What have you been playing, Davids? Yeah, Kasmus, you first. Um, well, this weekend, as Simon said, the Division Open Beta was on, so I've been playing that on PC. Uh, one good thing about when they've also, sorry, also played in the closed beta as well. Uh, open beta has been a lot better than the closed beta. They added a lot more uh, stuff to it, but I'll talk more about that um, later on. Uh, World of Warships, been getting into that of. I've worked out the other day, I've spent over like $200 in that game buying some of the premium ships and all of that. And with birthday and that recently, I've spent another 50-odd bucks in that. So still love that game. And uh, Fallout 4, I've been doing the Institute storyline now with that. So I've completed it on the Brotherhood of Steel um, storyline and now, yeah, going through doing the um, Institute storyline. Cool. Nice. Um <laughs> no shocks here. I've been playing way too much StarCraft 2 when I get a spare 10 minutes or 15 minutes, um, and I'm totally hooked on Destiny again um, at the expense of Fallout 4. I look longingly at the Fallout 4 disc and the, the lovely, that big hardcover book, uh, but not enough to actually pull the Destiny disc out and, um, and play Fallout 4. Uh, and... I've played zero Star Wars Battlefront, so I think I've actually played that game four times total, and I'm not sure I'll ever put it in again. Biggest waste of money I ever encountered. Well, the multiplayer, or have you have you done done the uh, the like the training the solo missions? Yeah, I did some of the solo missions. I don't know whether I did all of them, but I did some, and they were okay. I don't know. I think it's just because I got so many games to play. It's just not exciting enough to warrant pulling it out. So. Yeah, I can understand that. There's has an awful lot of competition. Actually, just while we're on the subject of Star Wars, can I just do a quick shout-out? Yes. Uh, just to uh, itsatrappodcast.com. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was lucky enough to uh, guest host on there with uh, Red and Ordo, and we went over uh, Revenge of the Sith and why it's not terrible. Or or at least uh, other ways to look at it. So that's the, the last of the prequels that we've gone through. And, yeah, um, Red has done his 
editing magic to get what I think was probably about four or five or six hours worth of uh, chattering uh, down to a digestible size. So, yeah, uh, it's a it's a trap podcast.com. Go and have a listen. You, uh, there's also plenty of other good stuff on uh, comics and everything else Star Warsian. So go, 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 listen, read, absorb. Indeed. Good stuff. All right, well, let's jump into the uh, list of discussion topics. So last episode, we had a bit of a thrash around around Game of the Year for 2015. Uh, we put forward some ideas and asked for your votes and we were absolutely gobsmacked at the response. It's taken Simon and I, what would it be, Simon? Um, four or five hours. shifts of eight hours, so probably 30 or 40 hours to count all the votes and that's you know, entering them in spreadsheets and getting them checked with the Electoral Commission. Um, oh, no, hang on, hang on. There wasn't, wasn't the counting for that. We were, weren't we scrutineering for the um, Trump in... <laughs> Yeah, the Trump Palmer United yeah. Party. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, and we're pleased to say we've crunched all those millions of votes and we've come up with, uh, by a slim majority, Fallout 4 is the game pick from this podcast listenership and co hosts for 2015. Yay! Ooh. Exciting stuff. Should have been Witcher, goddammit. Never mind. Yes. No, so Fallout 4... Well, I didn't play Witcher, so I only played Fallout 4, so I voted for that. Yeah, and I, th- and I think you were the only vote we got, and that's what turned it. So You were... You were, you were, you were just... Well, he's gone again. Yeah, there he goes. Why am I disappearing? Yeah, now you're back. You're back immediately. This is fun. It's like, let's play Where's Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yes, Fallout 4 is our pick for 2015. You never know your luck. We might have a more robust process for 2016, like giving everyone a chance um, before the end of the year to put their votes in. So, any early picks? Just a quick, uh, any early picks based on a whole six weeks or, or seven weeks of 2016? Um, the division. I'm, the division. All right, well, nice segue. Quantum break. There, I destroyed your segue. Nice. Uh, well, let's... Yeah, no, I want him to try it. The Division. Uh, so, David, you're the only one that's actually played it. Uh, you see the promos plastered everywhere. You can't walk into a game shop without seeing all the pre-order stuff there. It's, it's getting a hot, lot of hype because it's a Tom Clancy franchise. Tell us about it. Assume that at least half our listenership are as stupid as me and have no idea what it's about beyond shooting guns. Okay, so they've had two. Well, they've had an alpha, and a closed beta, and an open beta. If you pre-order the game, you're able to gain access to the closed beta. And now with the open beta, yeah, it's for everyone. The closed beta was a lot more. Well, I hated it compared to the open beta. The open beta, I think they've listened to people about um, what they wanted uh, in the game. There's more stuff to do in the game. So there's still a few areas that they haven't unlocked, like the crafting and that still hasn't unlocked. It would have been nice to see that. But, um, but yeah, the, the story behind The Division is that during a Black Friday sale, a virus, from the looks of it, it's sort of based on the smallpox, virus, which apparently, if you can believe some of the information that um, is in the game, apparently that was classed as being eradicated back in 1979 or 89. That's about right, yeah. 
Yeah, but, but the but apparently still exists in laboratories. A couple yes, of weeks yes. after in the USA. Yeah, yep. that's right. But yeah, so the the story is that um, yeah, someone's released a virus based on that, and basically the whole world's turned to shit. Uh, the division is a branch of the um, of the government or something. Uh, they call it an SHD. Honestly, I can't remember what that stands for yet. And basically, yeah, it's set in New York currently. Um, and uh, one way of calling it is a walking simulator because there's no vehicles in this game. You're either running around or walking around. But with being in New York, it's um, the areas that you got. It's actually it's quite sort of um, interesting to um, sort of uh, play it on that. Um, some people have, uh, that were live streaming have asked if uh, for any people that live in New York, if they notice any of the buildings. So it'll be quite interesting. I've been been half tempted to run like a Google Earth in the background with Street View to see if some of the buildings are the same because you get all the addresses and that for the streets. So, But, um, oh, sorry, I rambling a bit there. Um, yeah, the game is a third-person view. So a uh, third-person tactical shooter is, I guess, probably the easiest way. You still do have... Yeah, semi-classes of uh, DPS, tank, and healer. Um, the skill system I like. You're not uh, you're not set to a certain class. On the fly, you can change your abilities to whatever that you have unlocked. And the way that you unlock the abilities in the game is by unlocking sec- uh, unlocking sections of your base. So your base has three sections, security, medical, and tech. And from that, you then unlock subsections. There's 10 subsections. And that then gives you your abilities, perks, and talents. Uh, in the beta, the talents and perks aren't working, so we can't really see that. Um, the open beta added another ability, added the uh, little... Um, uh, turret, so that's quite quite fun, but also quite hazardous in one of the areas in the dark zone. Um, so yeah, there's two areas in the game as well. You sort of have your main mission area where there's just NPCs and yourself running around, and then you have what's called the dark zone. Uh, the dark zone is the PvP, all shit hits the fan sort of area. It's when you're running around, when you see other people in there, you're not. Um, you, you can't attack each other openly. If you attack uh, another uh, player, you then go what's called rogue. Once you're rogue, anyone can then attack you without penalty. And you also, from going rogue, you can gain um, dark zone experience and uh, coin in that area, but you also lose it when you die. So there's a catch-22 situation. Sometimes... Uh, there's also NPCs in the dark zone area, so they're, they're quite a lot harder than just in the normal area, and they sometimes drop some good loot, so it's sometimes a mad rush trying to kill these NPCs in there, and you'll have people run across in your fire. Once you do a certain amount of damage to uh, the people, you then go rogue, and then, yeah, all all shit can hit the fan sometimes, which is what we had a couple of times. Uh, myself and three friends, we were playing, we were grouped up. Uh, Four-person groups are the max that they have at the moment. So, But, um, yeah, no, I've been enjoying it so far. Unfortunately, I st- oh, the open beta, I spent about 14 hours in there. I can't believe I actually spent that much in there. Um, the closed beta, I think I've probably spent about 10 hours, I think, at the moment. Um, but... Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's 
the information that they released so far, there's only speculation on what the end game is. They're talking about potentially some eight-person raids, but there's been nothing confirmed by Ubisoft or I think it's Massive uh, that was doing the um, that, that are the actual. Um, game developers but yeah so there's nothing officially released yet on what endgame is but to be quite honest getting up to endgame i'm quite looking forward to it because there's going to be so much or there seems to be so much to do and all of that and uh, like a typical mmo it's always going to be the strive to get the best gear and all of that so which i don't mind and all that's like sort of like fallout 4 as well you're always trying to get better mm-hmm. gear in fallout 4 but um yeah i think that's about all I can say about it so far without so, rambling too much. So worth a look at. I mean, I know for me this is one I'm going to wait till it's well and truly released and, and, and get the vibe on it, but it sounds like it's worth a look. Yeah, myself, I've only just pre-ordered the base version. Um, I went through the Uplay store. You can also do it through uh, Steam apparently and that as well. But um, I actually, one thing I found, Uplay actually does it in Australian dollars. So it might work out a bit cheaper buying it through Ubisoft's Uplay store than actually buying it through Steam since it's all um, uh, US dollars on Steam. But um, it was like $80, oh, sorry, yeah, $80 for the uh for the download version, then ninety dollars for the disc version. I know, I'm just going for the download uh, for the download version. Yeah. Cool. Is that so? Well, you've already said Simon, you've got to download it to so at least probably check it out. Yeah, I'll have a look at it uh, before I I uh, go to bed tonight. Just a, a quick question though, Casmus. Do you get the sense from what you played so far that Ubisoft is going to release this as a product or a service? I think it will be a product because. I don't see what they could do with in-game transactions in this, to be quite honest. It's it's all about the loot and stuff like that, unless they start making it a pay-to-win game, which I think if they do, they're going to have a lot of people pissed off about it because there's already a decent Reddit group going on it. I've sort of looked into some of the stuff on that, and it's quite interesting. There doesn't seem to be too many arsehats in, in that section yet, but time can change. But um, no, I think it will be a product. I don't think it will be a service. So you don't think it will go the way of uh, Destiny or, or what they're doing with um, Hitman, with the next version of Hitman, where it's, things are incrementally added and they have events and so on and try and continue a, a, a vibe, the hype, if you like. Um, I'm not too sure about that. I know they have specified that they are going to have events and stuff in the game uh, over time and all of that to sort of, I guess, maybe keep it going. So, yeah, I guess probably if you look at it that way, potentially, yes, it could be could be a service. Um, they've already announced the first DLC package that's um, going to come out. So there's a bit of information already on what's to come out post-launch, which is kind of good considering we're so close to the um, launch now. So caveat emptor, really, for the... As all, I suppose. Yeah, because, yeah, until we actually see with the final game, because, like, it's still... It's a very cut-down game still in the beta. Um, I don't... I don't really call it a beta. I really call this as more of a um, game, in, or more of a demo, because they've they've only shown a few things. Like the game is pretty polished. Well, I I perceive it as being pretty polished. In that I haven't come across any. Oh, sorry, there was one game annoying bug that I had in the open beta, which hasn't been in the closed beta. That was just like when I had my joystick plugged in, the controls were defaulted to go. 
it was, the joystick was defaulting through the um, to, as a controller, and that was the annoying part. So I just unplugged it in the end. But um, that was about the only bug I encountered in the open. The clo- um, sorry, in the closed beta, the open beta, I haven't had had any problems. So yeah, it sounds like they've typed things up pretty pretty well. Yeah, and like they've only got um, two. There's two main missions, uh, story missions, which you go through to unlock your base, uh, the base sections in the open beta, and then there's a whole lot of little side missions and encounters and stuff that they that they've done in the um, in the open beta as well. But um, now the improvements that they made to the dark zone were really needed, and it has made it a lot more fun this time. Yeah. Now all they need to do is add a sewer level. And speaking of sewers, David, did you want to oh, talk club? Actually, they kind of they kind of do have a sewer level. No, no, the... no, stop, stop. Oh, cool, another trash segue. <laughs> they got the metro. Oh, what bit of a metro twenty thirty three kind of thing going on? Yeah, there's actually they, they got the underground in there, so you can run around the underground as well. Oh, oh okay, that could be pretty cool. Hmm. Nice. And there's a lot, lot of dead bodies around the place, put it that way. A lot of dead body bags. Thank God we don't have 4D computers with smell being the extra D. Oh, yeah. Oh, that game would really suck if they had that. <laughs> You'd want a full-on uh, silly mask if you're playing that game. Yes. yes. Uh, Oculus, we don't need that. No. Attachment. Well, thank you for the segue attempt, Simon. Um, yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, that's all right. D-Segway. I, I, I just want to give a quick plug to another podcast um, that I discovered uh, called Plumbing the Death Star, and it's an Australian podcast, or I'm pretty sure it is. Um, it's three or four guys. Uh, I think it's a weekly thing, and it's not just about Star Wars. Plumbing the Death Star gives you some hint. It's, it's a discussion of the logistics or alternative logistics to particular scenarios. So to give you an example, I've listened to two episodes. The first one I listened to is um, which member of the Avengers would make the best friend? And there's a 45-minute podcast on that. Steed. What was that, sorry? Steedwood. Steed. Sorry, which Avengers are we talking about? You're an idiot. I just realised that British... See, I've never watched the British Avengers, so I didn't even recognise that was what it was from. Sorry. Uh, well, the the, uh, the consensus was that Hawkeye would be the worst and uh, not far behind um, Tony Stark because he'd try and sleep with your girlfriend all the time. Uh, and they ended up coming up with two non... Well, actually, their big, biggest pick was um, Luke Cage, who isn't even an Avenger because he's really cool... Uh, and be very loyal and wouldn't cheat on you. Is that the uh, air wing guy? No, is the Cage's him? power man. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've only known it from the movie stuff, not the... No, so, yeah, and he he's, he's features in Jessica Jones on Netflix too. Um, so, And the other one I listened to just on Friday was uh, Alternative Strategies for Invading Middle-Earth on behalf of Sauron, so how he could have done it so much more effectively than what he actually did. So just stuff like that. It's quite amusing. They, they do tend to um, go towards the bawdy and um, obscene quite a bit, which I just love. But it's certainly not one to listen to in front of kids. But if you want a bit of a laugh, it's very good for that. Hmm. So plumbing the Death Star. And if you, if you are silly enough or you like it enough to um, fund them on Patreon, um, 
you can actually choose a topic that they have to discuss because you sponsor them. That's a good idea. Yeah, I, th- I think we should rip that off. So I'm happy to give the – not that we have a Patreon account, but if someone starts sponsoring us, I'm happy for them to dictate running sheets not just once. What do you say, Simon? Yeah, we could even bring the robot back. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah, big thumbs up to Plumbing the Death Star. And, and the other thing I was planning on doing, and we won't start it this episode, but we will next, is because they do hypotheticals, I thought we should instigate what I'm calling a half-assed hypothetical. So I expect for episode 110 we'll start those. And I've got a topic in mind. Oh, okay. And what is that? Um, so, well, I suppose we can talk and people can think about it. So I was going to say, well, what if SWOTOR had never been developed? And Bioware were just now given the same amount of money to develop an MMO in the current trilogy timeline. How so, is they? So still a Star Wars? Still a Star Wars one, um, set somewhere, I don't know, between The Force Awakens and Episode Eight or whatever it ends up being. Just There's an MMO set in the current trilogy timeline. I would have thought they, they'd get a massive response, but we'll talk about it next episode. Yeah. yeah. I want that now. Yeah. Imagine all the Kylo Ren's running around. Uh, As opposed to fake Darth Vader's, yeah. Yeah, That's right. Uh, Old video games. Should we uh, use an emulator, wait for them on an online store, or play the original? That's a nice discussion topic. Simon, what's your take? I'm guessing what I I think your take is, but hit (laughs) us with it. Uh, I think I've probably given away my my particular interpretation of that. Yeah, uh, have the the disc, have have the hardware. There you go. All right, no. moving on. Yep. <laughs> Do you have an opinion? Um, yeah, I look, I would agree. It's it's offered a lot now. I mean, you got PlayStation. Have got um, not here, but in in the states, and uh, the, I'm not sure where else they've got uh, PlayStation Now. Yeah, you can basically stream games. Uh, you got the Virtual Console on Nintendo. Uh, Microsoft doesn't really count because they've got the backward compatibility with the three increasing library of uh, 360 games. Yeah. So you actually are using the original media and playing the original games, not something that's been built for the new platform. And, of course, for a lot of stuff older than that, you you know, like your, your SNES and your, uh, your Mega Drive or Genesis and whatnot, you can, uh, not that we're encouraging anyone to do this, but you can go through the, the emulation path. Yes. So what do you guys think? I mean, I'd be firmly in the console territory. I've found emulators a bit frustrating to use at times. Even the virtual console on Nintendo I have used here and there. And from memory, I could be wrong, did it go back as far as the SNES or maybe just N64? Uh, some, yeah, some some games you can definitely do, do that. I think Mario Kart 64. Yeah, that's right. A lot of the Mario titles you can definitely go back to... to uh, I think even the original uh, Nintendo Entertainment System version. Yeah, I think for the Mario stuff you can. Yeah, true. So I just found it, I don't know why, frustrating or slow to use. Um, so, yeah, I, I tend to um, go towards consoles. What about you, Dave? I think, yeah, if you have the original technology and that, I think it's probably better to go back and play the games on them. But if you don't have that technology, it can be hard to get some of the older consoles. So if you can emulate it and you like the games, go that path. I mean, Simon's aware of this too. I had three Sega Mega Drive systems 
land in my lap about three weeks ago, one of which I've sold on eBay, um, one I'll be giving away to a friend, and then a third one that I still plan on selling. So if anyone wants it, drop us a line. Um, it, and there's still a hell of a level of interest out there for them. And the games, I think there are about eight games, of which I've still got about three left to sell, and I've sold them for between 10 and one of them went for 45 bucks. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it depends. You know, the things, the really basic, like Tetrisy ones, you don't get much for, but um, Mortal Kombat was very popular. I had two Mortal Kombats, both of which have sold. So, yeah, lots of demand. Yeah, and there is something satisfying, I have to admit, about using some of the, the older hardware. I mean, when I've I played this uh, Moto, what's it called again? Moto Catheter. Moto, Moto Catheter uh, on the PlayStation 1. I never owned a PlayStation 1. Or a PlayStation 2. My first console was actually a, the original Xbox. And, yeah, the, I think the graphics are output at 240p. Yeah. Now, I could try and fuss around and, and find a way to output um, through SCART to a, in, to a component signal with that, but it's 240p. So I've just stuck with the composite because, really, 240p, it doesn't, you don't really need it to be any sharper. Actually, blurring is, a, is your friend. That's right in that situation but it's a basic game but uh, and yeah really blocky I mean you could talk about uh, popping and all of the the rest of the jargon that's come up now but it doesn't take away from the fact that it's actually quite a fun little game and do, do you still get a bit of that disappointment though like I find with the games that I, I recall very fondly like on emulator I play that classic old arcade game from the mid 80s Xevious Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I love that so much. And I, I still, I, I'm shitter at it than I was when I was 15, but also it's just, it's going back doesn't always work. No, that's, that is true. But sometimes it's not true. When I got, <laughs> when I got the, uh, the, when the Xbox arrived in the mail and it gave it a bit of a dust, a bit of a clean, a bit of a blowout, uh, got the Duke controller because I made sure I had the Duke controller. That's the the original large controller. Stuck my the copy of Halo that I've still got. This is the the original copy I bought back in the day. I've, st- I've still got my uh, Knights of the Old Republic and um, KOTOR two Xbox discs as well. And I just st- started playing the introduction and so on and, and played the the first bit of the game. And it was it it actually did take me back. And it felt it felt like it it felt like it did when I first played the game. So sometimes you you can go home. Yeah, true. Um, oh, I said, and the demand for this stuff shows that people feel that you can. So yeah, you're right. Well, finding something in decent condition. Uh, it depends how picky you are. If you just want something that uh, that will do the job, you can just go to cash converters and uh, after you, you hose out the, the, the ketchup or the maple syrup or whatever the hell's clogging up the internals of the thing, uh, you, can, you can play a game even if it looks like a, a piece of crap. But if, uh, if you ended up doing... Uh, I suppose it's fair to say I've sort of edged into the hardware collection to a very modest degree. You know, you want... It's an example of of that machine, of that generation, of that time period. And you want something that looks halfway decent and yeah. finding something that looks halfway decent. A bit more challenging, mm. especially if you're buying from eBay because it's really hard to tell what shape something's in from some of those blurry-ass pictures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How many consoles have you managed to collect now, Simon? 
Uh, well, I've got the PS1, PS2, I've got PS3 Fat, PS2 Slim, uh, PS3 Slim, uh, uh, the original Xbox, uh, a Halo version of the original 360, a white three original 360, a couple of 360Ss, 360E, and then, of course, I've got the Xbox One's and the PlayStation 4. So, enough to be going on with. you just got to get the complete Nintendo set. Yes. Except I think I'll get the Japanese NES because I don't want to have to put up with that damn toaster. Yeah. Even though it's more iconic. I don't, I don't need bent pins in my life, thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Um, speaking of bent pins... <laughs> I just wrecked another segue... Finding Boshek. So, Simon, um, do you? I, I'm happy to attempt to explain who Boshek is. So, Boshek is the guy in the cantina in episode four that uh, Ben Kenobi initially approaches to ask for passage, and he went. He didn't never hear the dialogue, but he basically says no. But try this guy and points to Chewbacca from memory. Yep. Um, and Simon, tell us about the search to find him because I and I, this blows my mind that a movie of that scale, even back in the late seventies, couldn't get its credits right. So no one actually knew who this guy was. Well, apparently it's not the he that character is not the only one that went in uncredited. There's a number of them went un, had names in the script, but they went uncredited. So yeah, it's just occurred. This is on um, the. It's a blog, The Numerous Solutions of Billy Jensen, or billyjensen.com. And uh, you can find this article under slash finding hyphen Boshek, B-O-S-H-E-K. So basically, he was just realized that this guy was actually pretty damn pivotal in the story. Because if he pointed at someone else or just said, yeah, I'll, I'll take you, the whole story, totally different. No Han, no Chewbacca. Who knows, he might have just thrown them out of the airlock before they even got to the debris field of Alderaan. Mm. You, you know, he might not have had uh, little smuggler hidey holes. And then how angry would George Lucas have been? He, the movie know. wouldn't have been as popular. The movie would have been a lot shorter. Yeah. So this, as, as a lot of us have, uh, he, this guy was just thinking about Star Wars a bit too much and a bit too deeply. Wondered who this guy was and what was the name of the actor that played him. So he just went on a bit of a, a digging expedition and it's a really good little read. So we won't spoil it for you or, or will we? No, we won't. No, that's not. But it is. I agree. It's a really interesting read and it's just one of those really cool mysteries that are... are well, we are going to give away as far as they do solve the mystery, but it's really cool how they get there. Yeah, and it's just a good... It, when you when you look at something like this, because it, it did for me, made me think about all the other actors. You know, the ones that are just to the the edge of frame or standing in the background. It's, who are these? Who are these people? You know, they, they're they're real folks. They had lives. They had careers. Was this a what was it a one off for him? He was actually seems to have made quite a decent living yes. as an actor over. A, quite a number of years just with um, little bit bit parts here and there but yeah I mean that's that's a, it's a career it's a life he had his he had his kids hopefully he was a 
a happy man. That's right. And I mean, these yeah, these are the people that make Porkins look like a megastar. Well, yeah, I mean, Porkins had dialogue. Well, I, obviously, this guy had Boshek had dialogue, but he just never heard it. That's right. And uh, let's face it, this guy knew how to wear mutton chops. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Uh, no, it's really interesting. I highly recommend it. And I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Yeah, so, little, little corner of Star Wars that we probably hadn't thought of. Yes, another little corner of Star Wars. See, we finally did it. Um, KOTOR has been re- remade by fans. Now, I thought I'd heard about this ages ago. Is this something different? I'd heard uh, some. Well, you never know with fans, do you? So, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic has um, been remade. Was it using Unreal Engine? Yeah, by uh, fans using Unreal Engine 4. Yeah, so uh, basically everyone likes KOTOR, but uh, even if you're a bit of a retro gamer, if you've tried to play the release that appeared on iOS or Android on your phone, um, you you might have realised that that's not an ideal way to play it. And if you try to put it on your console and play it, you'll realise that, yeah, these mechanics have not aged well, not aged well (laughs) at all. So, but it's still an awesome game with a great story and great characters and wouldn't it be great if it just worked a little bit more like a modern game and didn't look quite so sucky. So that's one of the motivating factors here. Um, Members of a place called Poem Studios have decided to give KOTOR an overhaul. So it's a mod, uh, Star Wars Knights of the... I'm going to jump in there. Republic, you dropped out again. I dropped out? Yeah, keep going, though. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Apeiron. A-P-E-I-R-O-N. So, uh, obviously, this may well be what you heard before, of before, but, and something like this would take quite a considerable period of time to, to go. So, the it's going to be 100% free, so EA and Disney can't jump all over their faces, uh, and it will be released eventually so it's just one of these things that probably we're all well advised to keep our eye on if we love the game and i think most of us do indeed well i might play it for the first time have you never played it no if we go back many many like 60 70 episodes i i did disclose that shameful fact i've never played kotor i must just mentally blocked it yeah. out no i've never played it I remember playing it back on pc um, KOTOR 1 and 2. Oh, sorry, that's where it came out originally, that's right. Yeah. Um, is it going to be a mod for a game or is it going to be a standalone one? Um, I think it, I'm not entirely clear. Is this, uh, I'm just having a quick look at the... Well, it will include the uh, the site for the, the game in the uh, show notes. Um, yeah. uh, Black Mesa to do with Half-Life and Renegade X uh, it looks like you actually need to yes you need to own the game the original game on whatever media um, but the, the mod will be 100% free although I imagine the mod is going to be considerably larger than the game mm. in fact I guarantee it because if some of the screenshots I've seen are anything to go by it's it's going to look pretty damn awesome. Good stuff. Not better than SWOTOR or Call of Duty, though. Better than SWOTOR? Yeah. No, it looks... You can even tell from that screenshot it will. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's, that's exciting stuff. And speaking of KOTOR and what it didn't become, SWOTOR, Chapter 11, released on March the 10th. That's not far off either. No, no. But we didn't speak about what SWOTOR would have become. Did we? Did I drop out again? No, no. I... <laughs> no, sorry, you just you flummoxed me. <laughs> what, what the hell are you talking about? Well, no, never mind. Yeah, I'm a bit that's sorry. that's the segment that's going to be talked about next show. Yeah, so, so you're talking about the hypothetical, yes. Yes. Some someone someone tweet David and explain what the hell's going on, please. Yeah, well, I'm sick. I'm not feeling well. Let's my excuse. I thought you sounded a bit hoarse. No, I've got an earache, but thanks for thinking I'm hoarse. Um, chapter 11 so what are we up to in the story because Simon have you pl- you've actually played up to that level and David I assume you haven't like me no I haven't uh, no sorry um, I played up to nine I just let my sub go I'm gonna I'll sub again probably in a couple of months and get a few of the chapters and then go back to free to play again well if you're subbed by March or on March 1st then you will get the uh, the HK helmet which I have to admit is one of the most hideously misjudged uh, subscriber rewards I've ever seen in my life. I don't want to be running around looking like I'm wearing the head of an HK robot. That's just disrespectful to the HKs. Yeah. Well, although it would be cool if you're riding your lucky seven-speeder. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> haven't that, heard that one for a while. That's the last time I probably played it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I have to admit, I haven't actually played Chapter 10 yet, uh, mainly because my uh, I've had some trouble with my SSD, so my PC has been uh, – was one of the many pieces of technology laying on my living room floor, uh, which I've still got to put back together and update everything. So Chapter 10 was Anarchy and Paradise, I think, yes. uh, which seems to have had some pretty good reception. And uh, what was it? Dishonored, I think. Or is it disavowed? Disavowed um, is going to be chapter 11. So, okay, so we, no one's got anything to report on this at this point then? No. Um, just beyond. I, I, and to be fair to Swator, it's not that it's a bad game. It's I've mentioned this multiple times. It's because I'm a Mac user and I don't have a PC installed on my main computer anymore. I just never get around to logging in. That's all it is. I have Swator up to date though. Yeah, same, so do I. The odd time I log into Parallels or whatever, I always update it. I just never click the play button. How far we have fallen from our noble origins. Oh, that, yeah, that Tauros. What, what side are you talking about? I don't know. Yeah. Just also with the, like the group I was in, we used to raid in that, and with the content sort of not being around, that's a lot of the people that were in that have sort of moved on. And, yeah, half the people that I used to raid with are looking at moving over to the division. So that's sort of what is going to be the new game for me unless Swotor picks up on the uh, raid content, then I'll resub and play that again. Mm. Or maybe Destiny actually adds oh. some content. I was just going to bring that up. I'm, I'm glad we're not a Destiny podcast at this point. No. The- you haven't tried... Did you get into the um, Sparrow racing much? No. No. What was that? Yeah, apparently there's Sparrow racing then there now. Yeah, I don't know how you get to it because it's not yeah. obvious, but yeah. <laughs> Neither I do I. Yeah. I did not... Oh, no, all I did was log in for the Crimson Doohickey weekend and then realised that no one I knew was actually playing it, so I, I couldn't... 
<laughs> team up and do the, the seven matches because I'm sure as hell not going into a pug. No. Not matchmaking fixed up. Well, yeah. I, and could you oh. go into a pug for that? Probably not, no. No, I thought it had to be a fire team of you and someone else. So I, d- I just ran around there and stood on the flowers, basically. That was pretty much what I... Yeah, that's all I did as well. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played Destiny for a while. I've got the app and that. I normally uh, check on the Friday to see what um, Zer's selling, if he's got anything good on, but lately hasn't had anything on that's warranted me logging into the game. I just... Yeah, I'm just sort of over the Destiny at the moment now. Yeah, see, I'm the opposite. And the only person I know is on is the wonderful Jay Connell, who's um, one of our listeners. And, Jay, it's not that I'm being rude and not fire-teaming with you, and I'm always happy to. Just usually I tend to log in for 10, 15 minutes and get out. But lovely to see him on there at least. Yeah. Um, I'm calling that a show, guys. Wow, that was abrupt and rude. <laughs> well, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, nothing. Good. No, I'm right. Sorry for the slight pauses. I will tap out of the division. Yeah. Oh, God. Can you not do one thing at a time? Um, well, no. I mute. I mute when I'm not talking so that I don't put the nice deep breathing over the uh, soundtrack. So, yeah, nice. that's, that's why I had to. Uh, there was a slight pause when asked before because I was in the division and then I got killed as I was trying to alt tap out. Uh, MLG Pro. Yeah. I got taken out by a baseball bat. Well, if you're going to go, that's probably as good a way. Exactly. Oh, it's, uh, sorry, just some of the enemies on there. The, you have these guys that run at you with a baseball bat. It's like you're shooting them with a machine gun pistol or whatever, and they're just running at you with a baseball bat. It's like, yeah, good on you guys. Yeah, nice work. I'm calling the show. So, as always, if you'd like to offer opinion, suggestion, or some general abuse, or vote on Game of the Year 2016, 11 months early, feel free to email us at contactedoceanicgamer.com or visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the Oceanic Gamer. We also have forums, which you can access from the forum link at the top of oceanicgamer.com. Now, we do have forums. That was a attempt over the Christmas New Year break to set something up. We've got some people on there, but it's fair to say in the last three weeks, dead. That's because I haven't logged in for three weeks. It's, it's not a criticism. It's forums I know are very old school. I thought there might have been a, uh, an interest still there. But, yeah, the, the pain of, you know, another login and people are busy and it's there's so many other easy ways to interact um, yeah, I'm not sure that's a goal, but if you know we have a bunch of people logging in the next fortnight, I'm more than happy to keep them going. Uh, At least the login isn't as bad as Skype. <laughs> that's right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if we start a furries sub forum, then yeah, then you're laughing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'll find previous episodes of the show on iTunes, and we're also on Stitcher. So yes, thanks very much for listening, and thanks to my co-hosts for this episode, Simon and David. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. I guess. No problems. Thank you for the invite again. Oh, always a pleasure. So, yes, have a great week. And remember, you don't stop playing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop playing. Well, didn't someone say they liked the old tagline? I don't know. I'd never heard that one before. Yeah, I've never heard that one before. But someone said, don't lose the... Don't forget if you're in a pug and whatever it is, it's because we're in it. This show's Uh, faster from stop to finish. Yeah, I know. What? How about this tagline? Some days you're the bug, some days you're the windscreen. Oh, that's deep. Simon, are you there? Are you there, Simon? Yep.
Sometimes you're the bug, sometimes you're the dump screen. <laughs> Windscreen. But on the bright side, this is definitely... This episode. Well, you, could, you could be the blue screen of death. That's what I meant. That's a dump screen. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> David, kill this thing. Uh, yeah, this episode, which will be called Fire Up the Moto Catheter, is now finishing. Good night. Good night. Ciao. to speak does not make one intelligent.